properties are cozy and snugged. We own many properties. Why is that important? Because that's one way how to make money. And that's one way how to feed your family. I love it. Good job. Hello. Hi, everybody. I'm back. We're back. It's me, Stefan. Stefan Lee, your guide on this uh, Blackwall podcast. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining me. I want to thank everybody for listening. We uh, just recently dropped, and it's been a lot of fun, I got to say. So I want to thank everybody who's listened, who's uh, supported, who shared, told people about it. Um, and just all around just been a uh, part of the fuel that keeps this engine going. I'd like to start <coughs> with a few corrections. Um, on one of the past episodes, I believe it was uh, rules and regulations. Um, Jen let me know that it was 2014 that all that crazy debacleness went down as far as Oliver and 75 Oak, so that was 2014. Another thing I'd like to correct is that I noticed that I dropped maybe two F-bombs before we had two minutes, right? For for two reasons, I, I, I don't want to do that. One, because I'm trying to make some money doing this, and I think that you got to go at least two minutes before you drop an F-bomb to be, like, uh, making money monetized or whatever, so I'm going to try to work on that. And then two, I know my mother, God be pleased with her soul, if she heard that, she would, as a cursor, because she's a cursor, she's a sailor cursor, but she would she would say, I, I got to at least get like two minutes because I do have an extensive vocabulary and I have some um, sense in between my ears. So I want to go ahead and prove that. But after two minutes, I'm letting y'all know it's it's going to free flow. It's going to, we're going to, we're going to shoot free. Okay. And we're at a minute and 54. So um, that's that's the other correction. The next thing I want to do now is I want to get straight into it. In this episode, I want to talk about something that was brought up to me that I thought was really important, which was a question was asked by a friend of mine. What is my demographic? Who am I doing this for? What am I doing this for? Like, what's this all about? Right. And I thought that that was a really great question. Because to be honest with you, I really didn't know. I I didn't have an answer. And I spent the rest of the day thinking about it, my answer. And my answer is going to be the title of the episode. I'm doing this for people that are, that, see, this is where it's going to get delicate. I'm doing this for people like me who don't always fit in and the rules don't always apply for our benefit. Right? So for example, I never saw $5,000 or $10,000 working as a chef. I just never did. That doesn't mean I didn't love it. It doesn't mean it wasn't my calling. It doesn't mean it wasn't my life work. It just means I never really made no goddamn money off that shit, man. For real. No, I'm dead serious. No, 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 no. Don't fucking laugh at me, man. <laughs> See, we're doing something new. I got I got a studio audience 
So they're laughing. I'm serious. Stand up all day, 10 hour day minimum, five, six days a week. When I was making a thousand dollars a week, I was a good paid chef. I had nothing to complain about in the culinary world. But see where it got really twisted was, is that there were some times allegedly over seven years ago, statute of limitations ago, I could make a thousand dollars that day in the restaurant selling other produce, right? We're going to just leave it at that. <laughs> no, but I got to be honest, man. I got to be honest. So I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person out there that was at work or is at work doing the right thing, but their paycheck is doing them wrong at the end of the day. So we kind of figure out a little, you know what I'm saying? You figure out a little something. And I think the little something... It's gotten a lot of people locked the fuck up, though. That little something's got a lot of people locked up. So we, we, so, so that's the weird part, right? So when you're doing that, you know there's a shelf life on it, right? And so you kind of throwing bricks at the penitentiary. You know that you're not really supposed to be doing this. But you also know you can't live off of the money that you're making at your job. So you're trying to do both. It's not just chefs, rappers, just ball players, football. It doesn't matter how many times we done seen somebody who's making money legally, but they know and we know that that money is not going to last forever and it's legal. So now they try some shit that's illegal to try to extend the legal. And they just, they crap out, right? And then everybody pointing fingers at them. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Because from, from, from our view, they on borrowed time regardless. One wrong move, play, you either could snap your knee, you could get arrested, anything could happen to you. So they just going for broke. And what I'm trying to say is, is that the athlete, the dope boy, the jacker, the nail tech, the stripper, the hair salon lady, and everybody else I I failed to mention, we all know we're not going to be able to do this forever, though. And we know it's actually going to come a point where this shit's just going to get too hard. And the amount of money we making at it today is going to be less valuable tomorrow. Because it's just going to get that much harder to answer this phone. It's going to get that much harder to make this play. We getting tired of every time we see a cop, that adrenaline rushing, right? We getting tired of the bullshit-ass customers that not paying their money when we shake our ass for them. Yeah, I'm talking to the dancers. Because their life ain't all that either sometimes. They got to deal with some broke, stinky ass. Yeah. Sometimes they don't feel like smiling for y'all dudes. And they still got to do it because they got bills to pay. And then when they go into the bank on Monday, some dumbass is going to ask them some stupid ass question about how they got their money. 
Now, ain't that some shit? She just made more money than you in two days, three days, than you made in two weeks. But yet you think you're going to turn your nose up at her at the bank window? Man, they got the game twisted. I'm serious, though. Same thing with the dope boy, because I've been there before, allegedly, over seven years ago. With statue of limitation, thank you. All that has been uh, researched and respected. Free Young Thug. Yeah, I said that shit, man. Free Young Thug. Anyways, so I've been that guy that walked into the bank with more money than everybody in here. And and felt inferior. Felt like I was stupid. But I thought the name of the game was to get this money. So how am I? I thought it was big bank, take little bank. Now big bank in the bank, but I feel stupid. Man, that used to drive me. Ooh, that used to put a thunderbolt up my ass. I hated that. And then they say some snub shit like, oh, um, what's your credit score? I ain't used a credit card. Uh, I ain't asked nobody to borrow no money in years. I thought that was the name of the game. Now you asking me what my credit score is to try to diminish me. Okay. Then I'm gonna tell you the next part of the game. You go buy something and you ask them how much it is. They say, you know, 15,000, whatever you go to give them the cash. And they say, oh, no, we don't accept cash. What? No, 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 no. We don't accept cash. See, that's the next one they try for you. This we don't accept cash shit. Ladies, once again, you know what I'm talking about. My dope boys, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm just calling everybody out right now. Fuck it. Because ain't nobody going to indict you for listening to this shit. But I'm telling you my own personal experience. I've been in situations where I've had the money on me. But I'm trying to do something and buy something positive. And that's when they tell your ass, we don't accept cash. But now if I wanted to buy some pussy or some drugs or some other bad shit, oh, they're taking cash. Oh, okay. Just put that down in your little Rolodex. Just put that down in your Rolodex that if you're trying to do some illegal, sinful shit, they will always take cash. But if you're trying to do something to better yourself, they're going to make you jump through a loophole, cashier's check, wire transfer, something. Okay, so just know that's part of the game. Because they know that we on that shelf life. They know it. So they know that we moving so fast, and they hoping that we won't slow down enough to think about our future to do the conversions and translations into their money, do the conversions and translations into their language. So that's what this podcast is about. I want to help be one of the translators to get us as a nation of people who make cash, who make shelf life money, if you will, who have alternative forms of income and careers, right? Once again, from the athlete 
to the lady who runs the cleaning service to the nail tech to the girl who does the fire ass lace front in Augusta, Georgia in her kitchen. Yeah, I'm shouting her out. You goddamn right. I'm shouting her out because she'll fuck around and come up with 5,000 around tax season. Before you, see, I almost did it again. Before you people who looking down on her, who going to work every day with your nose turned up with a 700 credit score, ain't counted 5,000, never. Yeah, that part. So shout out to the girl in Augusta, Georgia, doing the fire lace fronts in her kitchen. This podcast is for you. Shout out to my my street dudes. You know where you at. Putting the three, five to the seven in the blunt as you count these racks. Okay? This is for you. Shout out to the girl who's trying to get her money up so that she could turn her man's street money into a beauty salon and nail shop. I need y'all to listen because I'm doing the translations because even though when I had my corporate jobs and my situations, man, I knew I didn't fit in. They knew I didn't fit in. It was for fair exchange, no robbery. They would look at my tattoos and shit. They would kind of look the other way. I would kind of taunt them a little bit like, Hey, what about these rules? And they'd be like, Oh, don't worry about it. You're a chef. You know, they do that game. And then when I just stretch it out too much, we always part ways. That's okay. They love my food. I need a corporate sponsorship. We rock it out for a little bit, and then I go do what I do. That is not illegal. I go do what I do. That is not illegal. Okay? Seven years. Actually, you know what? The girls are eight. So this is at least eight years ago. Anything illegal I'm talking about. That's a fact. But I remember when I lost my last corporate situation that I could talk about right now with Wolfgang Puck out in L.A., which turned into Atlanta. I could talk about that. And when I left that job, or that job left me, However, we want to put. <laughs> that, you know, that's a whole nother. We're not doing that. We're not doing that one right now. But if we, yeah. So, anyways, uh, what they what they say? Uh, an entanglement. When we stopped our entanglement at the Georgia Aquarium, a lot of people thought I was done. They really did. Because from their mind, they're looking at it like, you young black chef, you run in the Georgia Aquarium, you lost this job, You what, there's nowhere else to go. And in my mind, I felt, man, like I'm free. I could finally do my food truck. I could finally do it. And I didn't have a job. But I knew I had some shelf life money lined up. <laughs> 
And I knew that 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 I had to get that shelf life money to this food truck. And I thought maybe I had a year. But we all know how that go. One bad turn, one roadblock, one night, your year turned into to nothing. And by the grace of God, right, I made it. And I bought that food truck with that money that everybody would turn their head up at or their nose up at, I should say. That money that they won't take at the bank. Yeah, I bought that damn food truck with it. I ain't shamed. I bought the box truck with it in Boston, Massachusetts, and drove that shit all the way down to Atlanta, Georgia. With the help of my baby mama, Jen, who's white. I just want to put all of it out there. So we don't have no research ops and all this other shit. I'm just telling you what it is. Okay? So that's what I'm talking about. About you got to have that vision. And you got to have that self-confidence. And that desire. To turn your opportunity. Into a whole life. Turn your opportunity into a whole road for your your whole bloodline. And it's no different from my athlete homies. I just spoke to a couple of them today. And, you know, I'm not going to name their names because they still active in sport. And they don't need to be connected with no wild shit I say. But trust and believe it's not cap. This is not a cap podcast. Okay? I like to keep the cap to a minimum. That's why I do my corrections in the beginning. I was talking to the athletes, man. And I'm around them and we're talking. And and people treat them like they're stupid. People talk to them like they're talking to children. And it's offensive. But they can't really react the way they want to react because it's going to fuck up their money. Because they know they're not going to be able to run, jump, hit, do whatever you're talking about forever at this level. So they're on a shelf life in a time or two. And so this is for them, too, because they have a lot more in common than you think with you, my guy. Right. This is also for the dancers. Right. Because, I, I, you know, we represent Atlanta, Georgia. around here. Atlanta has been good to me. Atlanta adopted me in 2001. Thanks to thanks to the homie. DJ smiles, man. I love you to death for that. And in Atlanta, Georgia, the dancers, they living good, bro. The good ones. Because some of the shot and broke up ones, they not living good. So we're going to just keep it real. Some of them is not looking good, living good. But the ones that are at the top of the top, ooh, they living good. And they got access to capital. But nobody talks to them like they're smart businesswomen. They talk to them like they're children. Just like the athletes. Athletes are top 1% of everyone physically. Same thing with some of these dancers. But why we talk to them like they not? A lot of them got matching brains, you know. Whether it be athletes, dancers, dope boys, scammers. They got some fucking intellect on their ass. So 
now I'm trying to figure out what in the world we do now that I've identified and I've cultivated the people I want to talk to. And I was told that I should give a little bit of a roadmap to really help out people and to figure out how to make that transition from this short shelf life money into just something that can just continually grow and cultivate and permeate your whole world. And that's what I'm all about right now. And I think that's really important. So with that being said, I really want to get everyone on the same page as far as we're not going to let them make us feel stupid. We're just not going to do it, you know, for, for having cash and knowing how to execute cash business and knowing how to scale up and vertically integrate ground up business. We're not going to do it because the skills that you need to be one of these people I just talked about is you need to be a salesperson, right? You need to be an expert at whatever you do. You need to have extreme confidence. You need to be organized, right? You need to know your demographic, and you need to have contacts and connections. Every last one of those things I listed, if you're in the streets, you're an athlete, nail tech, hair, I just listed them all 100 times. If you're any of those people, you need those things to be successful. There's no two ways about it. And those are the exact same things that they're looking for in every Fortune 500 company's boardroom. Those exact things. But maybe you're not able to be fake enough to listen to the bullshit. Maybe you didn't live in the right area. Maybe you got caught for some of the criminal shit you did. Because there's plenty of criminal shit going on in boardrooms of Fortune 500 companies. So all that, let's just cut that out. Let's not go throwing around who's a criminal too much around here. So take those skills that God gave you and that you've developed in whatever circumstances of your life and let's fortify them into gaining assets that we can buy and hold and build wealth. This is going to be a long episode, so I'm just going to break it up into two. I don't want to talk anymore and I need to have me a little break and we're going to pick this up and we're going to finish talking about demographic and we're going to finish talking about how that relates to what we buy, when we buy and how we buy it. Appreciate y'all. Um, I think daddy should make a lot of money so we can have more properties and make way more money than we're supposed to because I think making money means that we can uh, that we can expand more of our properties and then we can make more money by having um, better properties. <laughs>